Welcome to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. In this episode, we're going to talk about cancel culture and everything that happened with Sir Mark Todd, who is a very decorated rider in the eventing world and show jumping and is even into horse race training, which is uh, quite a accomplished resume. He even has uh, two gold medals from the Olympics uh, for eventing. Really, really long resume of a lot of success. And you may have heard of the video that surfaced. So this is a video that's actually about two years old and then it surfaced and circulated on social media of him teaching an eventing clinic. Now the significant part of this eventing clinic is that there's a horse with this rider who specifically asked for help with getting their horse over water bank, so drops into the water. And at the end of the video, it results in Mark, Sir Mark Todd hitting the horse with a branch that, because um, I guess he didn't have a whip or something else out with him, so he uses a branch that he pulled off of a tree and basically hits the horse with the branch, I believe it's nine times, to get the horse to go into the water, which is not great for sure. But let's kind of talk about this and talk about what happened because we got to break this down because this is an example of the social media mob going after somebody and causing um, kind of an escalating of events. Now, first up, let me state that I do not agree with the training method that happened. Even Sir Mark Todd does not agree. He's issued an apology and has stated that it's not really in line with his training and he kind of lost his temper with that horse that day and was frustrated. And what ended up happening is the video got shared and circulated, people got angry, and he's now temporarily suspended from racing or race training while um, this is all under review. Now, why is this significant? It's significant from the aspect of him being suspended because it's not really a stated rule. And this is opening up the doors to canceling people for things that happened many years ago where rules are not established, consequences are not established, and they're just kind of making them up as they go along. And that's concerning because it means that if, let's say, you're a person that is generally really great with horses, but you're caught on video in a bad moment of maybe a horse um, attacking you, maybe it's an aggressive stallion that's coming after you while you're holding a mare, and you punch that horse in the face because it's coming after you or whatever it is. It means that a, a video can be taken out of context or um, of your darkest moment in time and it could resurface two years later and the social media mob could get angry and cause you to be suspended from your whatever it is that you're doing even though there's no rule established and there's no um, punishment kind of guideline established. It's just kind of made up as it goes along. And that's that's concerning. But it also means that it's kind of targeting a person of that level. And it means that there's a lot of other people out there that do a lot more questionable things. Uh, for example, trailer loading. If you've ever stuck around at the end of a horse show to see that, there's always usually a show from somebody with interesting tactics to get a horse on a trailer. And I'm not saying any of that is okay. I'm just saying that rule 
rules need to be in place and consequences need to be outlined for that and it can't just be made up as you go along based on how angry the social media mob gets over a particular video because that is a very slippery slope to allow somebody who's such a decorated horseman who's usually an advocate for the partnership with the horse and get that kind of all torn down because of one video that surfaces from a couple years ago that is concerning now the actual video in question what it kind of shows essentially is a horse that rides through the water just fine confident in the water no problem rides out of the bank uh, up onto the hill no problem whatsoever the horse going down into the water off of the super tiny little hill hesitates and you can see Sir Mark Todd kind of threaten the horse a little bit with some pressure doesn't hit the horse or touch the horse and the horse goes in um, he essentially has the horse repeat that a couple times kind of going in and out of the water on the low bank side um, kind of threatening the horse from behind a little bit but doesn't actually hit the horse the horse goes over a couple times works up from a, a trot down into it into a canner so there is some progression exercise happening and then goes to the actual drop part which looks to be approximately about like a two foot drop or so into the water and the horse basically refuses but the rider also looks like they kind of just kind of freeze and sit there a little bit so mark todd uh, takes his branch that he has and hits the horse nine times and the horse finally goes into the water now in the whole scheme of things when you talk about horse abuse i want you to kind of keep perspective that he is suspended from horse racing the sport where there are yes guidelines about the whip how many times it can be used um, as you're going towards the finish line but there's a lot of whipping that goes on in horse racing as they're coming down towards the finish line and he is suspended from that sport for whipping the horse which is I think a little bit ironic um, for what that is it's not quite the same as let's say dressage where you're not even allowed to bring a dressage whip into the arena um, you're you're temporarily suspended from horse racing which allows whipping in the ring and what he did with that horse in the eventing clinic versus what they do in the horse racing as they're going is it different I don't know I know the branch is a lot longer so maybe more whippy than a short crop that they use in um, horse racing however it's a it's a pretty long flimsy thin branch like we're not talking about hitting this horse with a two by four type branch we're talking about hitting this horse with um, a very flimsy branch like a very juvenile type branch so it would have had a lot of flex to it um, the horse definitely has no visible marks or scars or blood or anything like that I'm not saying that hitting a horse several times is okay at all and I don't use that type of training with my horses at all but I'm just saying in the whole scheme of things of a hitting a horse and abuse and things like that it's it's not that bad compared to other things that we see and other things that are accepted so the fact that he's being attacked for this particular video is unfair based on the guidelines and the rules and the consequences that are already set forth in the sport if we're going to go after sir mark todd then 
rules need to be in place that are consistent and fair regarding whips, regarding tools that are used, because people use things like carrot sticks and dressage whips and lunging whips and brooms even to do all sorts of things with horses, including trailer loading or getting horses to jump. Even people who aren't necessarily riding a horse and they do things from the ground first. I've seen people use those carrot sticks or natural horsemanship sticks and use a lot of pressure on that horse. And I think the rope whipping from one of those carrot sticks or natural horseman sticks sticks coming down on the horse is going to have a lot more of a sting than that flimsy branch. Can I scientifically prove that? No, that's just kind of my thoughts on the matter is that some of this forceful pressure training is generally accepted in the horse community and yet he's being attacked for this one video. So that's the part that I want to kind of focus on is that there's no consistency or fairness here. There's no rules in place. And perhaps this is the video that sparks that conversation and gets that to happen for different sports to have guidelines about, you know, what, what is a whip or how can a whip be used or um, what, what is fair for the horse. And maybe this is where we start to see more mention of positive reinforcement. But here's something to think about. You're allowed to carry a whip, you're allowed to ride with spurs, you're allowed to ride with shank bits in most equestrian sports. We also really need to keep perspective on this. For example, most disciplines in equestrian sports allow riding with spurs, riding with double bridles or shank bits, riding with whips. These are all things that are generally accepted. We see horses gaping their mouths in competitions. We see people using crops, uh, hitting horses if they refuse fences. We see people spurring their horses to go or to get off of their leg for different maneuvers. Um, we see warm-up arenas in different sports that are displaying not the best of horsemanship and these things are accepted including interesting tactics to load your horses onto trailers or do all sorts of other behaviors including standing still for the farrier and then yet we do not allow positive reinforcement in the arena there are lots of equestrian disciplines where you're not allowed to give your horse a treat or a cookie for doing the desired behavior you're not allowed to ride bitless in a particular sport. You're not allowed to ride bridleless in different sports. So we have a long way to go for the welfare of our horses and what's best for the horsemanship aspect. Because if we really want to move away from abuse with horses, then we need to start thinking about taking away the tools and doing a lot more while using a lot less. That's not to say that a whip can't be a constructive tool and used for communication, but the reality is, is when you take away the, the tools from people, your ability to abuse a horse becomes a lot less and uh, gets you to think a lot more about the mutual understanding, the respect, the trust, the communication, all of those pieces, all the things that uh, I teach in Harmony Horsemanship is about doing more with less, understanding yourself, your horse, and the language that connects you. And that's why I do things like the Liberty Restart with my off-the-track thoroughbred that comes right off the track, and I literally use no tools whatsoever, no halter, no rope, no neck rope, no whip, 
know nothing and retrain him to ride such that we can even do walk, trot, canter in, in 15 sessions, literally just using my body and cookies for positive reinforcement. But when I go to places to compete, a lot of places don't allow me to ride bridalist because of the insurance aspect. Um, and in some competitions, it's required to have a bit. They won't even allow bitless. And for example, a lot of hunter competitions and dressage competitions, you, you need to have a bit. And not to say that bits are bad, but you are more likely to cause harm to a horse with a bit than you are with a simple noseband and riding in something bitless. So I'm not condoning what Sir Mark Todd did at all, but I want to stress the issue that there's a lot of work to be done with horse welfare and um, making sure we advocate for what's best for the horse and that we don't want such a short little video from several years ago to define a horseman and have a rule created just because that surfaced. I know myself personally, when I first got into horses, I was raised in a very um, pressure release environment, no positive reinforcement. We definitely used Kimberwick bits to control the horses to get them to put their heads down and go slower, um, not knowing any other way existed. We you know, used whips as needed, we used spurs, and the things that I did in the past, you know, I'm not proud of that. And I wish somebody was able to mentor me back then and, and help me. But it gave me a greater understanding of the alternate methods that are out there and, and helped me to learn and grow and, and have a, an empathetic side for people that are still using those methods today and, and knowing that people can change and they can learn more ways to train horses in different ways and become better horsemen. And if somebody pulled up a video of me from 10, 15 years ago doing something that I'm not proud of, I wouldn't want that to disqualify me from something in the future because we, we can change and, and we can be um, sorry for things we've done in the past. And I'm not saying that it makes it right, but it means that we really need to think about this whole cancel culture and the, the social media mob is what I'm going to call it because it really, that's what it is. It's, it's attacking somebody from something a couple years ago over something they did that was not great by any means, but definitely accepted by the majority of horse people, even if they don't want to say that on social media and come to light and say that, a lot of people have used that type of force and pressure with the horse to get them to do something, whether it's getting on a trailer, going over a jump, um, crossing a bridge, getting them through water, whatever it is, a lot of people have used that amount of force on a horse before. And maybe it's the video that's going to spark that conversation so we start talking about what's accepted and what's not accepted but more importantly what are the alternative methods so let me just kind of address that right now for you what are what is an alternative method so what would i potentially have done in that situation since i use a lot of positive reinforcement i probably would have stopped the horse after going into the water and offered them a reward and given them time to think and process. And then I noticed that as they were doing the progressions, the horse didn't seem 100% confident. So I probably would have repeated that a couple more times to allow the horse to become more confident with it before progressing to the stage where the horse actually 
does the bigger drop into the water or I might have said okay given the time that we have today it looks like this lower bank is where we're going to be at today and we're going to have to leave it at that and repeat that particular step until the horse was truly confident with it make sure they're really willing to go into the water off of that little bank offer that positive reinforcement and then say we'll have to come back another day to work on the the drops another day or we could allow the horse to do it on a rope and not have the rider on the back so we know the rider's not interfering at all and they don't have to play with that balance aspect. So lots of different options that could be used. There's always many answers to help a horse. There's never a a one way is gonna fit all and there's always lots of options. That's what we love to say in Harmony Horsemanship. There's not right or wrong, there's there's options in the situation and there's different options to help that horse. So I hope this has enlightened you a little bit and I hope that this sparks the conversation for what are appropriate tools and use of tools and what are some rules or consequences that we can agree on as an equestrian community so that way hopefully we can prevent things like this from happening in the future but from both aspects prevent what Sir Mark Todd did in that moment to that horse but also prevent something happening where an old video of somebody might surface and cause it to be blown out of proportion and a consequence and a rule made up to address it purely because people got loud and not necessarily because it is you know, a really horrible example of abuse because there's so many more things that I've seen on social media go around that just didn't get the same traction because the person wasn't maybe a, a high level athlete to garnish the attention and of social media and they don't have that consequence applied to them and that's not fair either. So it needs to be fair from both ends, fair for the horse, but also fair across the board that we're not just punishing the people that are the elite setting the examples, but we're it's fair across the board is really what it's all about. That's what I'm trying to get the message across here. So I hope you found this interesting. I hope you found it enlightened. And I would love to see your comments on the situation of what can we do as a horse community to improve the welfare for horses and to be fair across the board. Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at harmonyhorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, lindsaypartridge.com. That's lindsay with an E, partridge.com or harmonyhorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now.